This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me, because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Muck Delivery brings a top-tier lineup of food right to your door. No matter the result... You'll always be winning with muck delivery, just like Leicester City this season. So the only thing left to say is, you win. Order now on the McDonald's app, and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via app at participating restaurants 18 plus. Rewards registration required. Points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. 95% of Uber Eats orders are on time, which is great, because the only thing I care about more than football is spicy pepperoni pizza for kickoff. But on the off chance your order is late, Uber Eats will give you three months $0 delivery fee with a free Uber One membership. Now that's a spicy offer. On time claim based on latest arrival time shown after order is placed. Offer ends to 19-2023. Current Uber One members not eligible. Subscription will auto-renew at nine ninety nine each month, starting three months from initial enrollment. See Uber.com slash Uber One for terms. Benefits available only for eligible stores. Order minimum supply. Merry Christmas! Hi, this is Chris from Leicester Till I Die. Thank you for watching and listening. Have a very Merry Christmas and Happy New Year. Chris. No, God, please, no, no! I know, I'm sorry, but he's cheap and available. How rude. Rude indeed. Good evening. Well, I say good evening. I suppose, really, I should just say evening. How are you? 
Well, it's finally happened. 60 odd years on this earth and I've realised Father Christmas is not real. I asked for three points on Boxing Day. It didn't happen, did it? Look, tonight, nine o'clock, we're going to be doing a, 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 another review of the game with the fans. I've got a couple of Leicester fans coming on. I've got a Newcastle United fan coming on. And we will be looking uh, at the game through the fans' eyes. Uh, a couple of them, well, they were, at the, they were at the match, which, of course, I wasn't. I was doing the watch-along. Uh, but I thought it'd be interesting to get uh, a professional's view on, on the game and how Leicester did. Uh, and that's professional. Many, many, many people will know this person. He helps us out on the channel quite a lot. He couldn't make it tonight at nine because he's uh, he's actually down the pub, bless him. And I don't, I don't blame him after that. Uh, <laughs> have a good one, Julian. All right. But I do, uh, I do thank Julian Watts, who of course was part of the team that got promotion under Martin O'Neill, when Claridge shinned the goal into the net. He very kindly came on earlier and uh, and spoke to me, and this is how it went. Coming up next on Leicester Till I Die TV. And coming up next, I've got to say, it has been a while but it is lovely to have him back. You may remember, of course, he was the older woman's totty. Let me remember. And they have been screaming at me to get him back on. I wish I could bring him back on in better times. But anyway, I'm sure he will say how good we were the other day from a player's point of view. Not. Uh, what I can say, when I bought this hat here, and it, oh dear, pre-Christmas, I didn't think it would have such meaning as it does post that Newcastle match. Hey, let's bring him in. You'll all remember him. It's brilliant to have him back on. Uh, Ex-Fox, uh, ex-Leicester player, and he still says that he set the goal up for Steve Clarish to shin it in. <laughs> we will see. Let's welcome in Julian Watts. Good, good evening and Merry Christmas and Happy New Year, sir. Yeah, to you too. I mean, the thing with the header for Claridge, it's the only thing I've got left out of my career to hang on to. So I've got two hands around that and I'm not letting go. <laughs> you hang on to it, mate. I've watched the video. I agree with you. <laughs> but welcome. Can I take this off? Because after one. It, it does make me a head itch, you know, but I have to have a hat on to hide my lack of hair, uh, which, to be honest with you, my lack of hair got even worse on Boxing Day. Um, I wasn't going to do it, but then people get said, oh, you know, we, you know we've been with the family for 24 hours. Let's give mm. us an excuse not to be there. Um, I, I've been accused of being a bit too overcritical. Um, and let me just say this at the start because a lot of Newcastle, I had a bit of a tiff with Newcastle fans before the game. They played really well, but were we as bad as I seem to think we were, or was it the fact that Newcastle were just too good for us, or a combination of the both? Yeah, I think it was a bit of both, in my opinion, Chris. So I went down to the match to catch up with a couple of old teammates, I was sat with them watching it. And... I think right from the first minute, we were all a bit stunned as to the way we're trying to play out from the back, but not really seeming to have a pattern uh, of doing it. Or we don't actually seem confident in doing it. And we were sort of saying that 
you know, in the old days, if something wasn't working and, and as much as we all want to see the first team play football the way they do at times, yeah. there is a time where you can go, do you know what? We're just going to go a bit longer for five minutes and stretch their team. So their back line drops 10 yards. It just gives you a lot more room in, in front of you and it frees up your midfield players to, to, to get them on the ball. And I think in the first couple of minutes before the penalty, uh, we, we played out from the back and it was like giving me, sat watching it, no confidence uh, whatsoever. And I do feel in particular one of the players, I will name him now, which is Amarty. I think he really struggles with this type of footballer. Might be a very good defender, might be quick. But if he, if he can't play that style of football, you know, they need to put someone else in the team in his place or change the style of football that you're playing. I mean, we're going to, we'll come on to sort of tactics and, and information in, in a moment, but I agree with you. I mean, but this, is it not sort of Brendan all over? And I'm so, I'm up and down like a horse knickers on double time, to be honest with you, when it comes to Brendan. I mean, at the start of the season, after about four or five games, I wrote a piece for the BBC that said, Brendan, get out of our club now. Then he kind of turned it around and I'm sort of saying, well, look, you know, if we didn't know what was going on, obviously, you know, pre-season with the club. And that only came out on uh, on uh, deadline day. And the Man United uh, page read top wrote some notes and said, you know, which was a bit late then. I think he should have said at the start. So we all kind of knew what was going on. But I just, he's just so stubborn. I mean, you know, I've no idea what Soyuncu's done to upset him. You know, he is being possibly moving to a regular Champions League club <laughs> that, that always sort of seem to be in, in the quarterfinals, and yet he's not good enough for, for Leicester. I mean, I just don't get it. I thought when we signed Face, him and Soyuncu were, you know, going to be um, a great back too. But I just think he won't. If he's not going to play Soyuncu for whatever reason, and managers fall out with players, we know that, then surely you adapt your team to the players that you have got. Absolutely. I had this very conversation with, like I say, one of my ex-teammates, the centre-back, and we were talking about it. And I said, what, what is, why would you not have Soyuncu instead of Amarty? Because he, he can play a bit. And his, his exact words were, I just don't think he fancies him whatsoever. That was it. As in, you know, he's obviously got some doubts about him. I know he's had... He had a tricky, um, you know, moment in form for, for some time. But yeah. that is when you pull a player out and then put him back in at the right time. And you've now got two centre-halves on the bench who, you know, I think Brendan's brought both in and, and neither of them are playing, which we've always raved about the recruitment policy. And, you know, maybe there's some cracks, you know, showing in that. The other thing I w would like to say is that I, it feels like when I see some of Brendan's team selections, um, that he's trying to be really cute with the, with the uh, personnel in there. And we can't afford to be. We're not Chelsea with the massive squad or Man City. And I couldn't understand, and you might tell me, Chris, because I've, I've not been around the club in a bit, but I don't know why indeed he started on the bench. Um, I don't know why. I think I feel like Vardy doesn't start because if we press high from the beginning, he wants someone possibly younger with a bit more energy. But that's the reason we might not start Vardy. That's just sort of my viewpoint on it. But we were far better when he was on the pitch. Um, and it, it just sort of baffles me. Like, I think he can put out what is a slightly weaker team with the players I've mentioned, and they're still going to get something out of it. And it really backfires sometimes. And I thought Boxing Day was a, a classic case of that. The, the game was over after 10 minutes. It, oh, God, <laughs> totally. Um, I mean, with regards, indeed, I think Samari had been playing really, really well. And I think for once, the case of don't bring somebody back just because of who they are. Mm. 
yeah. was a great point with Ndidi. And I've got to be honest with you, for me, and we know football's about opinions, I would have Ndidi starting over, um, sorry, Sumari starting over Ndidi at the moment. Mm. Um, yeah. But then I'd have Soyun and Chumi back four, so what do I know? Mm. Uh, and we are riddled with sort of uh, injuries. Vardy, he, he's, he's getting old. I mean, that's, and he played 70 minutes against MK Dons, and you know, therefore, that Dak is going to start. Yeah. I don't think, you see, we saw Yunchu, it took him a year to kind of bed in. And then when Maguire left, he had that really, really sort of good, good season. He's never seemed to recover from the Euros. But I really want to get your, your point because I struggled to pick a man of the match. And the guy mm-hmm. that picked the man of the match for me, uh, he struggled as well, and he said, "Look, I'll go for Vardy just because he, he made a bit of difference." Now, you you you've mentioned that I did not see when he came on. I don't think I can remember hearing his name mentioned. Um, I think he just won a couple of headers, movement, got a couple of tackles in, which is what he does. Uh, I don't know the other thing for me is, do we not start Dakar against you know Milton Keynes and and then Vardy? You know, it's that game management of players. Um, going back to Soon Chu, I think we all said that he really needs a good centre back next to him, and Faust has been that centre back. So it, for me, again, you would put him in there because he'll thrive off off the fact that he's got a decent player at the side of him. He was exactly uh, the same when Johnny Evans was there and for Farner. It seems like he his confidence grows knowing he's got the right partner uh, uh, next to him. So you know that might be a thing, but it, it doesn't look like it's going to happen anytime soon. On yeah. Samari, if you if you watch the highlights again. For me, he's at fault for the first, uh, for the second and third goals. So uh, the first one, uh, the second goal, sorry, Luke Thomas. So I actually thought had a decent game. Yeah. Um, he, he, Almron came inside him. He, he didn't track him, and that is, you know, just you don't think something's going to happen. Next minute, it doesn't. You, you have to take some responsibility for that. But as the ball's coming into the box, Samari should see that right in front of him, and he literally does nothing, and Almron just walks past him, and then the header at the far stick. I think that's just pathetic in this day and age that you don't jump in and show some strength yeah, and let, let basically a lad have a free header at the far stick and so for me I was watching that Saturday having not watched him like you guys do that week in week out but I just saw the two mistakes that cost two goals that were very very easily avoidable um, and, then, and then unfortunately we had the bit with Faust put in I think it might have been Samara under some pressure with the pass that led to the penalty, which was a ridiculous... Well, I was going to say that because everybody's been saying about Amarty. And I've got to be honest with you, for me, mm. at the end of last season, he was my most improved player. Mm. I thought he did. He'd come on really well. Um, he'd got regular game time. I don't think there's a lot more that Amarty could have done, but it was for me, it was face. did not have a good game at all. This was probably his mm. first bad game he, he probably had. Um, but he did make, he did pass the ball again out from the back, mm. which was to a player that was, and Samari, I believe it was, like you said, but he was mm. under pressure straight away. He's already being marked by a couple of Newcastle players. So why pass it to him? You know, he lost it. And I can't really blame him, Marty, because if he hadn't gone in for that tackle, mm. the goal would have probably been scored anyway from yeah, that position. Yeah. Um, but I thought Faze had a had a really really bad game. But I mean, you wanted to mention I know that sort of the team selection. Um, let me just see if I can get 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 it up here. Um, I looked at that 
and I was surprised there was no Madison. And there's so much confusion going on about Madison at the moment. Mm. I mean, is he injured? Isn't he injured? You know, what, what the hell is going on? You know, I mean, Newcastle fans would probably thought, oh, he's coming to us. That's why you're not <laughs> playing him. But, you know, I mean, there just seems to be an era of everything's got to be so secret at the moment. Yeah. I mean, that, that with Madison, like I say, he's come back from, you know, only training with England and you'd think he'd be in tip-top condition. So it, it surprised me as well. And is there that thing that they've already agreed that he's going to Newcastle and he didn't play? These things happen in this, you know, day and age and we never really get to know about it. On, on, as far as I go with the man of the match, I'm going to come out with something you might not ever speak to me or ask me on the show again, uh, Chris, but I actually thought Perez played well. He didn't play badly. I've got to be honest <laughs> with you. Um, <laughs> I have noted that. There is, right. <laughs> now, in fairness, it, it, he's not... I just, I, there's a good player in there, but I just wish it would come out on a more regular basis. I mean, Pratt, whether he's going, I think that's a mistake as well, because I think he's a fantastic player. I mean, this was my man of the match. It, I actually could not pick it. I thought they were that bad. And you may you may stop liking me now when I'm sort of having a bigger plays there, but I just thought there was nobody for me. And like I say, he gave my, my, the guy that was doing normally does it for me gave it to Vardy because he said, well, he made a bit of a difference when he came on. Uh, and I went, well, I'm going to have to overrule you on this one. I just cannot give it to to anybody. Um, <laughs> Tielemans, I mean. Oh, I thought I thought it was I thought it was really not poor. I would just say average. I mean, there are players like like you say that you expect more from when you see them on the pitch, and and I, and I thought he struggled. It was one of those games where nothing really came off. There were bad touches, bad passes, not under any pressure whatsoever. And you think him like you know, I've got my son was with me who's fifteen and plays football, and he was like, you know, are these Premier League players, Dad? And I'm like, well, you know, this is. Hopefully, what you could aspire to one day. <laughs> I put a tweet out during the game saying, "Like, note to Leicester players: we are playing in blue." <laughs> Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> they couldn't. They just couldn't get it. But they, they played. You know, they looked like they got Tielemans as a defensive midfielder alongside Sumari. Now, and again, this is what totally gets me with Brendan when he plays Tielemans. In that role, if he doesn't trust Samari to be on his own, and we thought this when he was playing Mendy there and he held Tillemans back, if you don't trust somebody, then stick in Didi on or somebody you do trust. Tillemans yeah. is not a defensive midfielder. Because no. if he played that role in the FA Cup, we wouldn't have won the FA Cup. No, I know. I know. It, it was a funny one, that. I mean, going back through, you know, if we can take some positives. So I know Luke Thomas did get done for the second goal. I actually thought he did okay, to be honest. And yeah. sometimes yeah. for a young player on a pitch, when he, he's not really seeming to be getting that much help in a game like that, when you're playing against, you know, quite a dominant uh, team, I, I thought he stuck to his, his game, you know, rather well. And like, you know, if you're looking at positives, there weren't that many, if we're honest. But uh, no. I still think he is. He's, he's going to be very. He's just getting better. He's a young lad, and he's, he's going to be a very, very good. Uh, I, I, I like Thomas. I'm going to yeah. be honest with you. I really do, um, and I think he will. He will be uh, what? Well, I think there's only one for the future. I think he's one. You know, one for now. Yeah, right now, you know, right now, but getting better all the time. I think. Yeah. Yeah, and, and you know, you could argue that you know. Well, there's nobody else who can play in that position, which is a, a good point. But, you know, I, I, I just, you know, I couldn't ask with Brendan. 
like I say, I'm so up and down with him. I just can't stay on one side of the fence. But it, it always seems that it's his way or no way. Mm-hmm. You know, when we played Inacho and Vardy together at the end of the, 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 the couple of seasons ago, Inacho was top scorer. It probably was the, the combination that got us into Europe, you know, the, yeah. you know, finally held on to the fifth place. And yet, the next season, he went straight back to just one up front. Yeah. And yet, we'd be, you know, playing with this. And I, I, sometimes I'm thinking, like, the best managers look at what they've got and say, well, all right, you know, it's like Sean Dyche when he was at Burnley. He, he knew what his team was capable of. He knew he hadn't got the best players in the Premier League, but he knew what they could do. And he would play and play to a style that suited what he'd got. Yeah. But Brendan is trying to bring players in and then change them. Well, why bring those players in in the first place? Yeah, yeah, I, I agree. And I remember that season. I and mean, I think it's like when we did quite a bit of stuff together. And it was the it was when the injuries forced the formation. Yeah. And they went to a back to three. And, you know, I think Fafana was in there. And, and yeah, and, you know, he was scoring goals. And I've always said about Ineacho, he's obviously a decent player, but he's always struggled in that lone striker role. Oh, yeah. When he's got someone next to him, all of a sudden, it just seems to change the way he goes about the game. So, I'm, I'm surprised they've not got back to something like that. And I think, you know, if you had a two strikers in a back three, and, and it's not my favourite formation. Again, when you're talking about the players that we have available, and you could stick Madison as a number 10 with two strikers, I think all of a sudden, it puts a real different slant on things. But like, you know, like you say, he's, he's gone back to this way of playing and it doesn't look like it's going to change anytime soon. And you just probably wish he'd be a bit more adaptable. He is. And last question, and I appreciate you coming on, but last question and then I'll, I'll, I'll let you go. Um, sticking with Brendan, I, a few seasons ago, we were, I think we were drawing with West Ham and it was into sort of something like the 92nd minute. And we were defending the corner and he made a substitution. Now, I'm not a manager. I don't think do a substitution when you're about to defend a set piece. But he actually brought on a defender. So we were defending a set piece, which we weren't particularly good at at the time. And he changed the defender and brought Vestergaard on. And of course, everybody said, what, 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 what are we doing now? And they went and scored West Ham. Surprise, surprise. And I remember calling him Brendan Bellend at the time because I said, who the hell makes that sort of a decision? You know, I would expect a, 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 Sunday, a, a Sunday pub team manager to sort of do that, not a so-called great tactician that Brendan is. 3-0 down, a few minutes of normal time to go. Here what we'll do, we'll bring on an offensive midfielder, indeedy. What, what was the point? Was, was Brendan trying to defend a 3-0 defeat? <laughs> I, I don't. I, I struggle to find that one because whatever he changed it, so he had the players on the pitch to do that already. And, and again, I'm not talking about other players having great games, but I was surprised when he brought Barnes off as well. When you're chasing a goal, you know, even if someone's not playing well, but you know the ability, the pace, the the, the way that they can get past people and and nick a goal. Uh, it, that one, I found that a difficult one to swallow. Bringing bringing him off, but uh, it, it just it, like you say, it just seemed. The, why were the subs made? Why did you bring your defensive midfield? I mean, it was too late. You needed him on the beginning. 70 minutes. I mean, he made, for once, he made a change at uh, half-time, which was Dakar coming off. And fair enough, probably Dakar, he wasn't having the best of games. No. Um, no. But the, that's, that's sort of another show on its own. But <laughs> he brings Vardy on. 
and then he waits till the 70th minute. Now, mm. these are players, apart from Vardy, who went in at half-time 3-0 down, couldn't pass wind, and yet he sticks with them till the 70th minute, and they said, oh, OK, I'll, I'll make a change now. I mean, I just... No, I, just I, don't, I don't get that one, Chris. What, you, what you'll see with a few managers as well, they will have a certain time in the match, and it'd be interesting if you look back or or what we watch going forward, if 70 minutes is a thing, and I know there's a few managers, they get to 60 minutes... But it's not reason wherever they are in the game, it's like oh, six minutes, right? Uh, yeah, get, get him warmed up and we'll, we'll get him on. And you know, the, the decision's got to be right at the time. There's the lad, um, I don't know if it was in the World Cup, well, oh, the World Cup, yeah, the fight, you know, they brought the two lads off before half time, which I thought was a huge call, absolutely mm. massive call, uh, Giroud and Dembele. But, um, you know, that that is what a manager's got to do if something's not working, you know, how much time do you give them to still not be working before you actually make that tough call, drag them off and change it for hopefully the better. So I, yeah. I agree with you on that. Well, look, we're fans. <laughs> we're fans of Leicester. They'll never get any better. <laughs> I, I literally, I'm only 21, you know, I just look this age because <laughs> I'm following Leicester. But look, thank you so much for coming on, Julian. Glad you had a great Christmas. Have a great new year. I, well, I know I don't say have, I know you will because it's the time when people <laughs> like to drink a lot. But I know you like your drink. And uh, <laughs> good luck at the quiz tonight. Are you ever sort of, did they ever say, like, right, no sporting questions, Julian's in? No, they're the only ones to get wrong. But general knowledge, I'm not sure. <laughs> <laughs> brilliant, brilliant. Julian, thanks so much for giving your time up, mate. All the best and no uh, have a good new year. Thanks very much. You too. Speak soon. Cheers, Chris. Take care. Bye bye. Oh, thanks to Julian. That was recorded earlier because, as you can see, or as you just saw, he is quizzing it tonight. Um, we're back at nine. We've got a, another review show coming up. Uh, just say a few hellos, Nate. Good evening, Marcus. Uh, you're not critical enough. Uh, Luke was in, um, Anthony was in. Uh, Luke here from Forest. We've got in a few weeks. Uh, lose on loss on lose on Saturday was a matter of Brendan being too stubborn. Um, I think it was Monday. Uh, mixed with the defending was awful. Danny Ward isn't well. Danny Ward, he, 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 I'm not complaining about him at, at all. Or Marty, believe it or not, uh, that's the guy that I didn't think played particularly well. Faze <laughs> was man of the match for us, says Geordie. <laughs> <laughs> Love you, Geordie. Uh, Leicester, a good team, just an off day. Uh, playing Liverpool at the wrong time. Yes, we probably are. I'm a girl. Welcome along, sir. Uh, I think we should move past this and put our uh, all into Liverpool away. Yeah, I mean, it'd be great to move past it, but it was so bloody awful. Uh, agreeing with me on Sean Dyche. Uh, I agree, Chris, there are world reasons behind it. It happened. It happened. Um, yeah, he knows this stuff. Before she's not as free as often as I'd like him to be. He used to be on quite a bit, but other commitments are uh, taking up his time. Wish him luck in the quiz. Look, we're going to be back at nine o'clock. Um, <laughs> yeah, just used to saying Saturday. Yeah, I know. I know. We're going to be back at nine o'clock. Um, believe it or not, if you're doing nothing in 15 minutes, come and join us. For this. Coming up next on Leicester Till I Die TV.
A couple of Leicester fans and a Newcastle fan from Loaded Mags will be joining me, Pete. They're looking at the game from a fan's perspective. I'm going to shoot off now because we're back on in 15 minutes. Thanks so much for joining me for this quick shorty, and uh, I will see you in 15. Take care. Okay. Oh, ho, 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 ho. Thank you for watching. Have a Merry Christmas and a Happy New Year. Thanks for watching Lester Till I Die. This is Chris saying goodbye and see you next time. Lester Till I Die TV. They think it's all over. It is now. Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the 90th minute. All your mates around. You've got your McNugget share boxes ready to go. Your mates already got booked for double dipping and you steal the last nugget, snatching all three points. Perfect. Order delivery now on the McDonald's app. You in? Participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable. Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.